Hello and welcome to Infinite Machine Learning. This is your host, Pratik Joshi. This is the part of the show where I talk about ideas and concepts in AI. You can use them to build startups, grow your career, or just develop a better understanding of how AI works. Today, we are going to talk about the reversal curse of large language models. Recently, a group of researchers published a paper to illustrate this interesting phenomenon. I've included the link in the show notes, but basically, Owen Evans and the group, they they named this phenomenon the reversal curse of large language models. And it refers to the fact that if a model is trained on a sentence of the form A is B, then it will not be automatically able to generalize to the reverse direction, which is B is A. So what does it mean? It demonstrates the failure of autoregressive language models to generalize. Now, what are autoregressive models? These are models that predict future values based on its own past values. So that's how language models work. And it kind of, it it demonstrates an interesting failure here. So again, Let's take an example. The reversal curse can be illustrated by with this with this, this example. Now, in the training data, let's say we have the sentence, Olaf Scholz is the ninth chancellor of Germany. Now, if you ask the following question, who is the ninth chancellor of Germany? Now, you would think that the model should be able to answer it because it has the information. But... If the model is trained on the first sentence, then it will not be able to answer the second question correctly, right? which, is, which is very interesting. If you, you know that the, the data is basically there, Olaf Scholz is the ninth chancellor of Germany, but the question, who is the ninth chancellor of Germany, uh, it just completely new to the model. So in fact, the likelihood of the correct answer, in this case, Olaf Scholz, would not be higher than like a random name. Like it will just generate a random name because to the model, it's just a completely unknown thing, which is very interesting. So uh, the the group, the researcher group, they wanted to test if the reversal curse is limited to certain model sizes or families or certain types of data techniques. But what they found is that this reversal curse, it remains the same across model sizes and model families, and it is not reduced by any kind of data augmentation either, right? At least not not in its current form. So, and also it is present in models that have been trained on massive data sets of text and code. So the amount of data also turns out didn't matter. So, so, now they started looking into like what might be causing this. Now, one possible explanation for the reversal curse is that autoregressive models, uh, autoregressive language models, are trained to predict the next word in a sequence, given the words that have come before. So this means that the models learn to associate certain words with each other, but they do not 
necessarily learn the relationships between those words. So in other words, uh, the model, it just it doesn't learn the causality. So for example, uh, in, in the earlier example, we talked about how if a model is trained on the sentence, Olaf Scholz is a ninth chancellor of Germany, it will learn to associate the words Olaf Scholz with the word chancellor. However, it will not necessarily learn that chancellor is a type of leader or that the word ninth is is a number, right? So this means that the model will not be able to generalize to to the reverse direction, which is B is A, because it just, it doesn't understand the relationships between the words. And reversal curse is a, a serious limitation of autoregressive language models. And, uh, and it's important to be aware of it when you use these models. So for example, if you're using an LLM to generate text, it is important to be aware that the model may not be able to generate text that is consistent with the facts. So imagine you you train the model using the, the data, and then when somebody asks a question about who's the ninth chancellor, it just generates a a completely random name. And according to the model, it did the best job it could, right? Even though the data or the information was there. So again, just it's important to know that just because you mentioned A is B doesn't mean that the model will know that B is in fact A. Okay, so again, to dive deeper, like why is reversal curse such a, such an important issue here. I mean, there are a number of reasons, but first, it limits the ability of large language models to be used for tasks that require reasoning about relationships. So, for example, a large language model that cannot understand the relationship between is a and has a would not be able to answer questions like, hey, what's the capital of Indonesia? Or what is the color of the sky, right? So that's that's one. The second uh, reason it's important is the reversal curse can make large language models more likely to generate incorrect or misleading information. For example, a large language model that cannot understand the relationship between the word true and the word false could generate text that just contains you know, false claims. And uh, the third reason why reversal curves is kind of important is reversal curves can make it difficult to trust the outputs of LLMs. For example, if, uh, if a model is used to generate a report, it is important to be able to trust that the report is accurate and complete. Uh, but if the the language model is susceptible to the reversal curse, it is just and it's just difficult to be sure that the report is reliable. So again, overall, the this phenomenon is 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 important in the sense that it just gives a an idea of and in, in what way are large language models limited, and how can we you know what what can we do to get around it? So again. The goal here is just to know that it, just because the information exists, according to humans, like when, when you mention something like, hey, that information exists in the, in the data set, 
the model should know. But turns out it just like to the model, uh, the information doesn't exist. Just because just because we know A is B and we've provided the information, the model doesn't know that the B is in fact A. So the reverse logic doesn't doesn't hold, at least not yet. So that's uh, that's kind of that's where it becomes a really key issue. And again, here are a few specific examples of how the reversal curves could impact the the real world. So let's say there's a, a news article generated by a large language model, and it could contain false claims, or it could just misquote sources. Uh, a medical report generated by a large language model could contain incorrect information about a patient's condition or treatment. Or let's say a legal document generated by large language models could contain errors or omissions or just plain like wrong statements. Right? Or a financial report generated by a large language model could contain inaccurate information about a company's financial performance, good or bad. Right? So the goal here is just to kind of in all these verticals, uh, large language models are being used uh, in quite a bit for, for a number of good reasons. But it is important to know that these are also industries where uh, information matters a lot, not just for good good operating hygiene, but also the law. Like you cannot just file wrong numbers if you're a, a lawyer or a doctor or if you're a, a financial institution. You absolutely have to make sure that the report or whatever you produce is actually factually correct. So in general, any task that requires a large language model to reason about relationships or to generate information that is accurate and reliable could be impacted by the reversal curse phenomenon. And researchers are are currently working on on ways to mitigate the reversal curves, and they're they're making some progress, but the problem is is still open, and more research is is needed to to make sure that it doesn't continue to happen. The reversal curves can actually significantly affect the ability of a model to learn causal relationships, and again, this is because. As we mentioned, uh, a reversal curse prevents the model from learning the direction of the causal relationship between two variables. All right, let's let's just keep going. Let's talk about more more examples. A model that is trained on a data set of medical records may not be able to learn the the causal relationships between diseases and symptoms, right? And and for a medical professional to reliably use this technology. It is important to know how the information, the logic flows between various diseases and the symptoms and the ability of the tool to help the doctor diagnose some of these, some of these issues. You know, it relies on, on understanding uh, the various relationships. Again, uh, more examples um, to demonstrate this uh, would include, let's say, a model that is trained to predict customer churn may not be able to learn the causal relationships between different factors, such as customer satisfaction and product usage, for example. Like, why did the customer leave you, uh, and what can you do to fix it the next time, right? And that is uh, that's one of the main, that's the only reason you're using this in this particular case. So it's important that the model takes in all of the data and, and kind of provides the information you need 
to to make the decision. All right, another example would be a model that is trained to predict the spread of a disease. It may not be able to learn the causal relationships between factors such as population density, and travel patterns, and more. Another example would be a model that is trained to predict the stock market, and it may not be able to learn the causal relationships between different factors like economic indicators, company news, the speed, velocity, the market demand, government policy, so many things, right? So the goal is to just know that these are the limitations of of large language models, especially when it comes to a phenomenon like the reversal curse. All right, so what can be done to mitigate the reversal curse problem? There are a number of things that can be done, obviously. One approach is to develop new training methods that explicitly teach large language models about relationships between words and concepts. Another approach is to develop new loss functions that penalize large language models for generating text that is not consistent with the facts. Right? So if, if a model generates incorrect text, penalize it. If it does good, reward it. So during the training process, it will learn what's good, what's bad, and it will do more of the good stuff and less of the bad stuff. All right, so here are a few specific examples of research that is being done to fix the the reversal curse problem. They are developing new training methods to uh, teach the large language models about and how to reason about relationships between words and concepts. These methods involve training these models on data sets that contain explicitly labeled relationships. So for example, uh, an LLM could be trained on a data set of sentences that are labeled with the relationship is A, right? Such as a dog is an animal. Uh, uh, other things that, that researchers are trying uh, they're trying to develop new loss functions that penalize large language models for generating text that is not consistent with the facts, as we as we just talked about. These loss functions are based on the idea that LLMs should be able to generate text that is consistent with what's given in their training data. For example, uh, a large language model that is trained on a data set of news articles should be able to generate text that is consistent with the facts in those articles. Again, when using uh, a large language model to generate text, it is important to be aware of the limitations of the model. It is also important to carefully evaluate the outputs of large language models before using them in, in real-world applications. Again, it's uh, again what it does is just kind of, it helps builders um, build products that are reliable in, for, for most of the cases in the real world. Obviously, there are edge cases, there are exceptions, but to build something that is useful and reliable, it's just important to know how these models function. And uh, you need to, carefully evaluate the outputs of large language models. And before using that output uh, in a a real-world application, you should know how to check the output to make sure that it's accurate and reliable. This may involve 
checking the output against other sources of information or just kind of have it reviewed by a, a human expert. In practice, it's good to use large language models in conjunction with other tools. Uh, LLMs are, are most effective when they're used uh, in, in conjunction like this. Right? For example, uh, a large language model could be used to generate a draft of a report, but then the report is, is reviewed and edited by a human expert before it gets submitted to uh, uh, a legal body, for example. And also another way to do this is using auxiliary tasks, such as question answering, to help the large language models learn the causal relationships that already exist in the data set. So data set already has that. If a human reads it, we'll immediately know what those relationships are. But to help the large language model understand uh, those relationships, we can use these tasks like question answering to make sure that the large language model knows that hey, A is B, and the reverse logic, B is A, is also also kind of valid. So this kind of just helping the model learn is another technique to mitigate the effect of uh, the reversal curse. Again, all of these are aimed at mitigating the risks, right? not eliminating them altogether. Right? The goal here is to help people use large language models more effectively in the real world. But again, these are, by definition, these are probabilistic models, which means the output that they generate is, is probabilistic. The goal here is to make sure that the likelihood of the right thing coming out uh, is, is being maximized for, for various use cases. All right, that's it for today. You can visit infinitemachinelearning.com to listen to all the episodes. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next time.